When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, it's just Kristen and I because we are still a little bit numb from last week's guest on our show. So we decided it would just be the two of us delivering amazing advice. The main thing that we talk about this week is how important balance is to women. Uh, We talk about confidence, how to build confidence, how to practice getting confidence, and exactly what you can do in your day-to-day life to get a little bit more confident every single day. So keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's your hosts, Kristen Carney and Marnie Kinneris, and we're alone today, and we apologize for any sort of echo that's happening. We've moved offices, and so we're trying to work out um, somewhere better so that this... And we apologize for last week's show. That's why oh, we, my God. That's why we just have the two of us, because I am still like hurting from that. I don't even know the right word to use from it. Not shock, frustrated. I don't even know what it is. I need a vacation. Yeah. Like an actual. Yeah. That was the most wearing show. Like I could see it on your, you could see it on my face. You actually hit it really well. I wasn't sure that you were irritated, but I, I was purposely rolling my eyes very largely so that somebody could get the hint that this was not the way to act. Well, after when I was listening to it and not, not that I could listen to the whole thing, but I thought, God damn it, Kristen, why didn't you speak up? Like, why didn't you because say... we were trying to be polite to our we guests. Were this person volunteered to come onto our show. We don't need to bash them. Exactly. We bash However, them after they leave the room. Right. However, it is our show. And so it's our duty to have a decent show. Yes. And then that's our names connected to a guy who's acting like a whack job. Yeah. And it was seemed to be intentional, like a shtick. Like, you can't be like that 24 hours I a day. he is. And I did actually look up his wife. Did I was you? like, who is who the, is married to this person? Either also crazy person or, or saint. saint married to this guy. She looked so nice. Oh. And she deserves the world's I bet, longest the vacation. Is, I bet you he is so nice as well. I do think it was a shtick for him. I do too. The, he's what, a commercial shtick, actor. I have no idea what it is. Uh, he's a commercial actor. I don't, zany, weird, just trying to be. But it makes sense. So therefore it's not helping his shtick right. at all. My point is that we're not going to go on a long-winded thing about this because you want to hear about women, how to get them, how to be with them, whatever. I want to apologize. We want to apologize for last week's show. We did debate whether or not to air that show, but I did think, or we did think, that there was some good information in there. Marnie the information so. was, you know, how to go about pissing off women. And exactly <laughs> what he did is exactly what you should know. Yeah, which do. is not answer questions the way a normal human being would right. answer a question. Exactly. So that's the end of that conversation. And don't do five million different voices if she's in a bad mood. Oh my God. Be absolutely. Oh my God. Can you imagine if, if you like had a problem, emotional problem? You came to your husband, he was like, wah, wah, <laughs> like doing all of those things. You want to kill yourself. Uh, anyway, here's something else that's annoying, and it'll be annoying for But men this, to is to. From the women's this is from side. the women's so side. So yes. we had really annoying man, and now we're going to really annoying woman. But she's not on the show, so we, we can control the level of Exactly. Well, somebody uh, so uh this guy named Norbert sent me sent me this, and it I don't know if he wrote this or if he said it was from a woman writing. 
writing That's this? That's an amazing Robert, name. I know. It's interesting. It sounds like a cartoon name. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, but I, Dil- he's like not a Dilbert cartoon. He's a real something. person. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Dilbert. Um, but it'll really annoy you to listen to this because this is what either he thinks that most women think or he did find this out there that some w- woman wrote this about just be yourself. I like men, this is in quotes, I like men who are vulnerable. I also like men who are somewhat unattainable. I want you to be a combination of both, but I want you to be more of one than the other when I want you to be. But I don't (laughs) want you to ask me which one you're supposed to be at any given time because if you ask me what you're supposed to be, I'll lose respect for you. And I don't want you to try and be the right mix of those two poles to win me over. An attractive guy will do it correctly, automatically, without trying, without instruction because it's in his nature. It's a zen-like succeeding without trying. You know what? I think that was Damien's wife and it drove so him to how he yes, is now. Probably. He just went cuckoo. I think, you, I think you're right. That is um, really well, frustrating. What do you think about that? Because there is truth in that. Oh, definitely. But the matter of fact way in which she's stating it without saying, listen, I know this is probably not super doable for 99% of you, but this is what I want. At least do some sort of warning or, or uh, disclaimer. Right. Um, because women do want you to be those things without having to say it. However, women also want the moon. Right. Uh, We're basically giving people romance. not to ever listen to our show because they'll realize they should become celibate. And gay. No, because every woman, when they hear us speak, they realize every woman's not like that. Right. And I think when we do have women on the show, I think they're all relatively sane. Yeah. So I don't think most peop- most women are giving this opinion. But there is, because I'll say something. So I am in a 14, 15 year relationship, 10 years of marriage, whatever it is. Um, and there is something in me with the position I'm at with my husband where I'm like, I want you to just do this of without course. me. To-. But it's not about like picking up after yourself it's just I don't want to have to tell you how to treat me I want you to just own your shit and not try and do it for me but I I think what you're in is a different phase I think what this woman is looking for how a guy should be on a date or how to sweep her off her feet but it's it's the same position of well, of any woman whether she's on the first date or she's deep into a relationship where she's like I don't want you to cater to me. I want you to just do you. But you have to be what I want it to be. But if they just do them, it'll help them fulfill this list of things that she's looking for. The more that men cater to women in, in what they think that they want, the more it bites them in the ass. And I'm finding that to be very true, especially when you do get deeper into totally. relationships and into marriage. Well, I'm finishing up this banter thing, and last night was taping up... Um, Which is very good, by the way. I was very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully it is, because I was. spent so much time on it. Um, I was uh, breaking down a real-life banter online, and one of the things that I talked about was the fact that he had um, like a really off-color joke. And what was so great about it was that he wasn't looking for permission from her to tell this off-color joke. He balanced it out with other things, with other sweetness and, or, you know, being sweet and um, complimentary and other things. So he could kind of go down this route. But was so great about that move was that he wasn't waiting to find out if that was her sense of humor or to cater to whatever her sense of humor was. This was his. And it wasn't an off-color joke as in, like, a bad joke. It was really, really, really funny. Um, but semi distasteful, 
in a funny way. It wasn't like just a shitty, right. gross joke. Um, and that was, I mean, to me, that would have been such a turn on because I was like, whoa, this guy is brazen and he's doing his own thing. And like, who cares if she's on board? He's, he's him. So that's what women are looking for. They're with looking the balance for, of, as you just said. With oh, the balance. That sounds so annoying. I want you to be completely. No, but it is. Everything in life is about balance. Everything. Yeah including your personality. Like Damien had no balance. Whoa. Yeah. You know, if he was too monotone, he would have been off on the other spectrum right. of no, you know, so everything needs to have this balance. And so, um, I do have this one client right now who I, I honestly, sometimes I think that he makes stuff up the, yeah. the questions that he asked me, the question, yeah. like, are you really asking this? But, um, I do notice that when he tells me how he speaks to women or in the past, actually, he's not doing that th that much anymore, but he would always be brutally honest and that's not appreciated by most people, but especially women when you're in a relationship with them. And that's another example of like being only one way and not having a right. balance. He would be brutally honest without the balance of being kind as well. And I think that that this is a really good point that what, what we are looking for is a balance from you and even from ourselves. I think I think the reason we put so much onto men of what we want from them is because we're putting a lot of pressure onto ourselves and most often it's it's how we we act towards other women and what we believe or think that we're giving to men that we also want in return. Which I don't know if it's a good So thing you're saying women are putting out uh, uh like look this is what I can do and what I'll give you and how we can be like, they're giving this whole spectrum and men aren't. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I, 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 I have to, I have to think about this a little bit more. I, I kind of wanted to hash it out on the show because when he initially sent me this list, I was like, ah, this sucks because it's, it's very true. This list like, of what she said. List. I, yeah. I think for a lot of women, even when I hear women come over and complain to me about their boyfriend or complain to me about a guy that they're dating, they're like, oh, but I want him to be this and I want him to do that. I want him to do this on his own. Or like, it is, it is this long request, request list of, I want him to be perfect without me telling him how to be perfect. And perfection can look different for every single woman. But overall, I think that you broke it down really well, where what we're saying is I want you to own your shit while still being kind and respectful towards me. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's weird because it's really complicated and it's really simple at the same time. If you're being, I think the issue of her, what she was saying is I want you to be yourself. Wasn't that the opening or the whole point of her message was like, be you. Yeah. Just be you. Just be yourself. Right. Yeah. So it's, I think really what it is, it's be you, but a heightened great version of you. Yeah, because our first sentence is, I like men who are vulnerable. I also like men who are somewhat unattainable. So vulnerable doesn't mean that you're like gushing to a woman how much you love her and that you're not going to look at another woman and that she's the only woman you can think of. It just means having the ability to open up a little bit and not feel like you have to be this stoic, cold man with absolutely no emotions. So I, I think... But what she wants is someone who's unattainable, which is someone who seems stoic with no emotions. So you have to show both sides. Right. And I think, I think a really good way to do that is a social setting. Because when you're with a woman, you can, and you're just with her, you can show your vulnerable side. But then when you're in a social setting with other friends, you can show more of that stoic masculine. This is how I deal with people in the world. And how then this I, is how I deal with you in the softer, yeah. more. How would a guy way. do this on a first date? How would he show 
that he values himself and that he is not some, not even unattainable, but that he's not into her immediately and all for her without actually knowing anything about her, but as well show that he's a little bit vulnerable. How would, how would somebody do this on a first date? So you don't gush over her. You don't flatter her with a million compliments. You don't act like this is the only place in the world that you want to be. Or the only option. Or the only option. But then you also act kind and offer to, you know, buy her her drink or what does she like to drink or let me order for you or something like that where it shows... the vulnerable side, though? The vulnerable side can come in conversation. And so when you're talking, like we, we talked a long time ago on an episode about men doing lists and they do more sharing in terms of lists or something. Like they... They do, they don't tell stories. They give bullet points. Yes, highlights. So instead of giving um, bullet points, go into depth. Why did you enjoy that movie when you were eight years old with your dad? Yeah. You know, something that shows that you have a history and depth and love and care, but then you're like, you know, not looking at your watch, but you're like, all right, let's, you know, I'd love to do this again, but don't sit there for three hours. Right. You know, hour and a half, something like that, and then go out on a high note. I agree with that. I think uh, maybe vulnerability needs a little bit more explanation. So it's not about crying on a date and being vulnerable in that way, but it's about saying something out loud that may not seem strong or may not put you in the best light. So if I were to say when I was out with you, like let's say you and I are having a great time while we're out and I seem super confident or whatever and I look over at you and you say, you know what, these and I, these events kind of freak me out sometimes. I get a little bit nervous right, before we right. go and talk to people. Right. That's being vulnerable because that's yeah. saying a truth. Like that's what's really going on for me and I'm saying it in a confident way but I'm telling you, I'm kind of nervous on the inside Yeah, but I can still... But you can handle yourself. Can handle you're not your pits aren't full of eight yeah, pounds of sweat. But that's me being a little bit vulnerable because I'm letting I'm letting you in in some way to like what's really going on inside of me. Right. And I think that's good in a setting that is maybe like a a group event or a date. You could say that one on one on a date. Oh, uh, you yeah, know? You know, I'm so nervous. I, right I get now. really nervous on dates. Yeah. But vulnerability, like I just mentioned, like telling that story of, you know, the reason you love this movie that you saw with your dad when you were eight, that's also vulnerability. You're not crying about it. You're not going, oh my God, I miss my dad. I want to go to the movies. Even though that's what you want to do, maybe what you really want to say. Yeah, absolutely. But just showing that um, you find pleasure in relationships and find meaning in, in your, you know, with your parents. I don't know. That is a, that's a way without showing weakness. Cause like you were just saying, Showing weakness, saying, oh, you know, these events kind of scare me. I think that shows a weakness, which is vulnerability, and it's just good. But I don't think all vulnerability has to show in a weakness. It can yeah. be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of milking cows. Right. Or something, you know, me saying too. something. That's a Marnie's dream, by the way. So saying know, something like is, that. Isn't that's it really a vulnerable- sad that I've talked about this and I have not done it? No, I mean, if we lived in Omaha, I'd be like, Go milk a freaking cow, but That's we're true, in LA. There's not that many farm. cows. I could find a farm. I've got kids. They want. They should want to milk a cow too. Yeah, I know. We Google do, it. I, we do have an old neighbor that did have a farm. I don't know if she has oh. cows, but she has horses. We did go in Chicago recently. Um, they have a free farm there and zoo that you can go yeah. to, and they did show the cows hooked up to these automatic machines being milked. Yeah, I felt so bad for them. It's weird. 
it's awful. It's like really I've had, I've had to pump for my children, and it fucking sucks. They have to do this like every single day for hours on end. People like sucking the milk out of them. Yeah, it's horrible. I know. Well, my cousins, you know, I mean, go on, but yeah, my cousins have a really state of the art high tech farm and like there's a lot of pride in there. I know there's some like pushback against the dairy industry, but my cousins love their cows. They have like 4,000 cows or something like that. They have this like massive setup and they love their cows, but their cows are hooked up to those things, but they're cared for really well. And I mean, I don't know if they know the difference. That's all I would have wanted while I was pumping for my babies. If I had like a hug while I was doing it, but this is a vulnerable thing. Like you could share something like that. Mm -hmm. You want, if you're a guy and you're an adult man and you're on a date, you're like, you know, there's something I really want to do my whole life. Yeah, it's Milk that. a cow. Yeah, that's a vulnerable thing. I mean, it's not, it could be up. perverse, but. I, oh, right. No, <laughs> but you could share, so. you no, share, you could you share, share something like that. That's a really great way. You can still be a very strong man who, you know, takes I've care of business. And you just sneak in something like. I wanted to wear high heel shoes and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in thongs. Is that weird? <laughs> no. No, yeah. my dad did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I want to get to some questions from our listeners because I'm sure people are very bored about hearing about cows right now. But I, I think that that was, I mean, every, every so often we do sort of break down and discuss those things. But I think it's really important for men because I don't want them to just think that we are crazy, unpleasable, because we're not. And I, we can understand it so well because we're women. And we're, I hope that we've done a, a good explanation of that statement. I'm not even doing a good explanation right now. But do you, like, do you think we broke it down properly so that men can actually understand this? I feel like you're like my sounding board. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think that no matter what, men will be frustrated. Yeah. Um, and so I think my advice would be to forget that you ever heard that statement. And I know it sounds difficult, but just be yourself and be a very kind version of yourself if you happen to have a little bit of a wall. And then if you happen to be too kind, put up a little bit of a wall. It's just the balance. Yeah. But don't think too much about it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's you have to think you get- about it in the very beginning, but then... And then it will become automated yeah, for you. Yeah. So I have this one client who was saying he has been in a relationship for 17 years. That just ended. And um, he's very worried about not becoming too agreeable. What did he say? Maybe it was kind of like becoming too agreeable on dates and that um, he'll be seen as somebody who's very inexperienced. And he said, how do you stop that? And I said, well, stop being so agreeable. Yeah. And and it it does take you being an active participant and being aware of these things and thinking about it in the beginning process to realize, to realize that you're being too agreeable and then to actually stop it. The first step is always noticing that something's going on. If you can notice it, then that means you can have control over it. So let's say you're on a date and you notice, Oh, I am being very agreeable. You can make a note to stop, sit back in your chair and not to negate everything moving forward, but to avoid being too agreeable. So instead of being too agreeable, you can add your own take on something. So having an opinion on something. And for right now, it's just practice to get out of this agreeable pattern. And even if you do not have a strong opinion about something, practice having a strong opinion. Well, not- yeah, I mean, I, I in that banter thing, I talk about how yeah. opinions are so important. And I would yeah. say that not all opinions of yours need to be negative or you know against what hers are but I I said I think I would give it like 60% like you know positive opinions toward things 40% you 
are discerning take. and you have, you know, because if it's hundred percent, again, I go back to the balance. If it's a hundred percent and you're being agreeable, bleh. And if it's 0% and you're never agreeable, oh my and God, also like black. negative Debbie Downer, horrible person. Yeah. Who's just angry. Yeah. So again, it's like a, it's a. It is a fine balance. Yeah. It's just the balance. Um, actually, I wanted to mention this. Um, I, some, some guy hit me up and he was like, I've been having a hard time dating. What am I doing wrong? Will you just, he said, you kind of have a no holds bar take on things. Just look at my online profiles and tell me what's wrong with me. So then before I could before I even even had a chance to do that, he emailed me back and said, well, I just actually went on a date. It went terribly. Here's the situation. And he said, oh my God, he said that um, she didn't want to kiss him at the end. You know, like she definitely gave him that vibe. He ended up, well, he started off with saying, I took her to the most exclusive restaurant and got a private room. And then exactly why it, just seems so braggadocio or whatever. And so then afterward, she didn't want to kiss him or anything. He sent her a $250 bouquet of flowers and a $500 spa package. Who is this guy? I don't think. I know, I know. But I was, I was just like... Or I'll reject him. <laughs> holy... I know. Um, holy shit. Uh, he is the guy that we mentioned before that almost has this cartoon version of what he thinks women want. And so I just wanted to talk about that real quick because okay. I don't think... Guys, it's like if you take a crayon and you just lightly color with the crayon, it's like a regular medium, you know, regular light shade. But his vert, he just took the crayon and just like as hard as he could all over everything. And I don't, I don't want men to do that because you're cartoonizing women. And not that I'm being feministy here, but women aren't as cliche as you think we are. Like a bouquet of flowers for women doesn't always do it for us. A day at the spa doesn't always do it for us. We want to connect to you. If we're not connected to you, a day at the spa and a package of flowers is great, but we'll never speak to you again. So, so I don't know. That's on you if you give it to us. And exactly. Then then you can't feel um, like she owes you something or like, oh, look at all that that I did for her. I took her to the best restaurant. He wasn't bitter at all, but I think men could go in that direction. Did Um, you find out more about him, about how he was on the dates? Because all of these things can be wonderful, if that's your lifestyle, who you are, how you live your life, and you're equally within the balance that you talked about before, um, awesome. Yeah, I, he looks like such a nice guy. And I told him, um, you know, I hate to even try to criticize you for anything because you look like such a wonderful human being. But the woman that he was on a date with, he said, had a very strong personality. She's, um, like, I don't know if a CEO, but she's very high up at a very big company. And she talked the whole time and all I could, after he explained that part, cause he actually didn't explain it at the beginning. Um, after he said that, I thought, wow, he probably was too agreeable and he was probably way too much of a pushover for a woman like that. Mm-hmm. So in that circumstance, if he was into her, then you'd have to crank up your, you know, the balance. You'd want to throw your balance off a little bit. You wouldn't want to be totally agreeable in that situation. Cause a woman like that wants to spar or wants to yeah. feel on the same level um, and wants to feel probably like a woman, um, which means that you have to be a little stronger than her. So if she's this powerful CEO-ish woman, 
um, being agreeable is not going to work in that scenario. And then yeah. especially if you And if that's not for gifts. you and that's exhausting for you, then that's a mismatch. Right. But he seemed still interested in like, why didn't this go right? Because I'm sure she's very impressive and I'm sure the things that she was talking about were very interesting and why wouldn't you be hooked? But just think about that on the opposite end. Imagine if you were a woman and you were sitting across from a man like that in that scenario, she would be in love with you. That woman would be in love with that man. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's just different because for a woman and a man in the opposite, you know, in the yeah. ser- scenario that they were in because yeah. of... She wasn't our- feeling anything. She wasn't feeling a spark. She didn't feel feminine. She didn't yeah. feel challenged in any way. She didn't feel excited by him because I'm guessing, as you said, he was very agreeable and like monotone. He just, he's such a, you could tell, just such a nice, nice, nice guy. Yeah. And it's hard because you don't want to tell men not to be nice. But I said, what I said is... You know, like my boyfriend is the nicest guy in the entire world. He has the biggest heart of anyone, but he would never let anyone fuck with him or me. That's and what that I say about my husband. That is so sexy. Too. Yeah, it's so sexy. Mm-hmm. And so I said, do that. Show her that. And I don't. The problem is though, I don't know. Like, what scenario would he show her that in? In any scenario, exactly what you were saying by not being too agreeable, by not saying, oh, that's really cool, or oh, that's great, or yeah, I feel the same way, oh, yeah, I think that as well. It's by saying, oh, that's really interesting. Actually, I had this situation where I did X, Y, and Z. It's sharing your own situations or your own stories, your own experiences, where those little specks of your of your personality can come out through the story, not necessarily by you being argumentative against what she is saying. Right. Because I'm sure... Your boyfriend in the very beginning, he wasn't just showering you with compliments. I think you even said that one of the one of the first private messages that he sent to you was saying like something. I don't know if you want to share this, but like he was writing to you about Stevie, and he had said, "I had a similar experience." Like, yeah, he, was he being, said he's being vulnerable. Yeah, very vulnerable. Yeah, but you had already seen this like really confident, bold side of him in things that he would put up on Twitter mm-hmm. that you were already drawn into and then for you to see that other side of him you already knew that he was that person who didn't take shit from anybody right 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 yeah yeah so it was a balance exactly yeah all right should we take a little break before we get to overanalyzing yes we should okay hey guys it's Kristen, and you've heard me mention this before but i'm pretty sure that i'm losing the hair in the back like top part it's very nerve-wracking and really frustrating really scary i probably am just imagining it but It's stressful regardless, so I can't imagine being a man and actually being in a scenario where this really, really could become a reality. So as you've heard me mention before, the brand Hims, they're amazing and they want to help you keep your hair. So what I want you to do is go to forhims.com slash wants to get everything that you need to keep your hair for literally just $5. Do it today, right now, because it's way easier to keep the hair you already have than it is to regrow the hair that you've lost. So do it now. Go to forhims.com slash wants. You have to see their website for full details, but I swear this would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So forhims.com slash wants. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wants. Forhims.com slash wants. All right, we are back and we're going to dive into some questions and you're going to... Uh, kill me if I repeat some of these, but I do not think I'm repeating any of them. Okay, so here it is. Back in mid-March, I met a girl who snowboards. I'm addicted to shredder girls from New Zealand who was spending the summer in Jackson Hole until the start of April. 
did not get too much time with her before she went back to the bottom of the world. But we have been talking to each other a uh, super duper long distance, 8,000 miles from Wyoming to Queensland, New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, every now and then, once every three to five days. Talking like on the phone, do you think? No, I'm guessing they're just texting. Okay. I don't know. We're keeping it casual, uh, not being text buddies, but sharing cool things when they pop up every, every now and then. She's going to be at the ski resort for uh, an 80% portion of the upcoming eight. Uh, 2018 to 2019 winter at Jackson Hole again since she has bought her pass already and will be living right at the ski hill I ski at in the inexpensive hostel for the winter. It's too perfect. If I meet someone before, then that's fine and that's the end of it. But if I really don't meet anyone worthy before then, that lasts, what's the best way to stay casual and not fall into friend texting buddy traps? Is his name Todd by chance? Oh, shoot, did I read this one already? Nope. I know this guy. How do you know this guy? Uh, he wrote to you too? He listens to oh, Mentally yeah. Chill and he's written to us several times and he's obsessed with skiing. That is so funny. Okay, fine. I'm not waiting for myself to return after Christmas. I'm living my life and doing whatever happens. Would you play this? I really have been using Kristen's Tinder bantering skills to the maximum. She is single and will be most likely single as well next winter when she returns. Just doing, uh, just doing never ending winter in Wyoming and winter than New Zealand in the summer. I'll admit, of all the Aussies and Kiwis I've known, they enjoy fun, lots of sun. I'm really working the long distance slow play and been trying to keep as casual as possible. Am I doing this right, Todd? Okay, so what I know of Todd, we've, yeah. we've Skyped before. Oh, okay. And he tends to, hi, Todd. Um, I think you're a super funny, nice guy, um, but Todd tends to uh, bogart the conversation. So when we Skyped, um, which is great. I want him to be talking, you know, that was totally fine. He spoke 99.9% of the time and I'm not exaggerating. So Todd, whatever you're doing with her, I love that you're sharing little things back and forth. Um, if there is an opportunity to crank it up a little bit when she comes back, please, please, please let her speak, um, and give her an opportunity to, I mean, maybe you let other women speak more than, than me, but um, I think that if you want to have success with her, if that's even where it's going, let her talk. Okay. So, but then in regards to what they're doing right now, I think it's fine to keep it at the state because she's 8,000 miles away. Yeah. Um, and if it is only sharing something every few days. Yeah, three to five days. Three to five days, like something that, you know, you both thought was funny or something like that. I think she probably would engage more if she wanted it to be more serious at this moment. So if you start engaging more, I don't think that's a good move. And I would wait until you're back in person to see yeah. if there's a deeper, further connection. Yeah, um, don't, don't, so. unless, oh, it's hard to say this, but like, don't, increase the frequency unless it's naturally going right that way exactly because you guys are engaged in a good conversation like don't don't focus on okay every three to five days I have to text her and make sure that she's responding to me if it goes 10 days that's fine if it goes 15 days a month that's fine as you said before you're going with the flow you're focusing on your life and she is coming back in whatever probably November of 2000 and 18. So you'll have that other opportunity. The only way that you would get into like friend texting zone is if you start to talk a lot more and you're not 
flirting over yeah bantering over text yeah sort of like just sharing stuff and telling her about your day and telling her or she's telling you about guys that she's that's the only way that it can get into like the friendly space because um it sounds like right now you're just sort of staying in contact which i think is totally fine it's not going to ruin anything for you but again if it starts to dwindle like let it dwindle yeah i mean if you increase what you're doing now the problem is it will probably fizzle because you won't see her until November, before right. November. So if anything, you want to possibly increase as the day gets closer and not force it. But if all of a sudden it naturally is taking that. that Which is with her toll. responding back with more than just ha 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 or oh, like with simple like one sentence responses that don't open it up to yeah. a larger conversation. If she's actually taking an active interest in like getting to know more, asking you questions, engaging more in the conversation, then you can slowly follow her lead and do the same thing back and see if it escalates a bit into something more. And she, she may be thinking the same thing. She may be thinking, you know, we're at a distance right now. I was interested in him before. I'll keep like my finger on him for right now. And then we'll see when we get back to being together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what, that's what we both think. Okay. Good morning, girls. You may, oh God, this is a, why is there very long things? I know. Okay. I know. So you long. You may or may not remember me. Marnie, I think we did two Skype consults about my approach anxiety, etc. I was listening to, oh, this is actually a really good point. I was listening to one of your recent shows um, about the probably Latino guy, Ricardo, and how he feels he's not worthy because he's short and does not feel he's cool enough for women here in the U.S. This is actually a piece of advice from this person, which I think was really helpful. I immediately noticed a lot of the parallel issues I had been and still am dealing with. Wanted to drop a few thoughts for his benefit and maybe any other of your listeners who are nice guy immigrants. As you might remember, I'm an MD born in Egypt, and it sounds like Ricardo has a good career going for him too because he asked if he should focus on it instead. However, I still didn't feel that I was cool or worthy enough, even though many people's jaws drop when they know I'm a sub-specialized physician. I think the issue is that people in the U.S., especially guys, are generally brought up to be so assertive it borders on hostility. Add to that a big Ford F-350 truck, if you happen to live in the South like I do, and big Trump sticker on your truck, and you get the picture. People in third world countries, and again, I know I'm generalizing, are raised to be aware that many other countries are more advanced and richer, so we don't naturally have that swagger and cockiness. Plus, having brown skin in a largely racist country doesn't help with confidence either. I know it's my own insecurity, but there's some truth in this for everyone. I agree. Uh, so we come here, focus on our careers, since it's the only thing we know uh, we know what to do to make ourselves better in the U.S., but we still don't know how to work on ourselves confidence, our social confidence. Add to that a first name that in my case, people don't know how to pronounce and it gets more awkward. Although DJ uh, Khalid. Yeah. Okay. Good has job. May, see, has made. No, I, actually, I think it's DJ Khaled. Is it Khaled? It is Khaled. Yeah. Okay, DJ, it's Khaled. See, well, well, We're both it's helped for somebody, although DJ Khaled has made life a lot easier for me now, making my name more familiar. What I'm trying to say is he is, like I was and still am to a lesser extent, afraid of other guys or of bitchy women, and that's in large part why he feels insecure and not confident enough picking up and approaching women. So what has worked to improve things a lot for me is to focus a lot on doing other activities beyond my career and enhance my social confidence and make my own life a lot more rich and fun, which is what we talk about all the time on this show. 
So I joined a tennis club and I've been playing regularly with a group of people, which I enjoy tremendously. Plus, having constant friendly competition boosts your fighting spirit in general. Most importantly, importantly, and I saved these last two for last intentionally, you need to be confident about your physical fighting abilities because that gives you more of that cocky edge that shows in your overall behavior and attitude. Not that you'll ever need to get in a fist fight, but I have been lifting weights consistently, joined a group fitness gym, CrossFit style, so you're always being pushed by coaches and with physical endurance comes more confidence plus a chance to get into more women. And I have taken up martial arts, especially Krav Maga. What's special about Krav Maga? Krav Maga, did I say that wrong? I I have no, I've never heard of it. Oh, really? It's like an Israeli fighting um, technique. And wow. now it's, there's huge classes in Los Angeles. Krav Maga? Krav Maga. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Wow, never heard of it. I know something that you don't know. What's special about Krav or anything in its category is that it is focused on street fighting, not showmanship like karate. Ooh, that's kind of badass. You're learning to get into close, one-on-one, hand-to-hand combat. Although I might still get my ass kicked, if I ever get into a fight, I know I can fight someone now. And even standing in the Starbucks line, if there's a guy with a bad attitude or acting cocky to other people, I think to myself, what an asshole. I bet I can take him if I have to, which is the opposite <laughs> of the social programming of most third world immigrants who are raised to be polite and classy. I loved this. Yeah, this is great. So Ricardo needs to work on his physical strength, muscular appearance, and prowess to enhance his badass inner physique. Hope that makes... Oh, psyche. Sorry. F- inner physique. Yeah. But that could work too. Badass inner psyche. <laughs> Hope that makes sense. This is my personal experience. I normally don't write long emails like this because it takes too much time to reread and edit. But just because I like you, Marnie, Aww. I did it. Hope you, your husband, and the baby are doing great. That's Khalid. I love that. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Thanks, Khalid. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we say Kaled. it right. So yeah. <laughs> Kaled, hi. Uh I really, 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 really liked what he said. And yeah. not that I can relate. I'm a white girl from upstate New York. However, his third world take does apply kind of in a very small way to where I'm from. Because I'm from the middle of upstate New York. It's cow country. And our mentality is very similar to the third world country mentality, which is we don't really feel like we belong to the bigger picture of the working of the world. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. But it's like... Half the country feels that way, so it does make sense. We feel like we work for people. They don't work for us. Like We're not the bosses. We're the employees. And so I have a feeling it's a little bit of a similar situation. And I've been working out now for a month consistently, five days a week. Wow. And I can see it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it, it genuinely boosts your confidence. And it's yeah. so weird to say that and because it's like, I don't want to fall into the like meathead category of just like, oh, I'm buff and I look great. And obviously I'm not buff, but it does something psychologically. But you did punch that mailman out when you walked into my house. Oh, I always punch mailmen. Yeah. Um, but... It does something where... Yeah. Especially classes like Krav Maga or Jiu-Jitsu, classes like that that are much more interactive. Because I don't know, are you taking classes? No, but no, but I'm feeling like a change in my swagger. Yeah, I'm sure. I can... I can <laughs> it's, not just, it's not even just the endorphins that are enhancing this. It's the fact that you're working on yourself, you're improving your body, and you have something that's part of your routine. Right. That for you especially, you have something to get up for and do right. during the day is really important and can help boost your confidence. Yeah. But I, I, compl- I completely agree with everything that he said. I think these are wonderful tips that 
even if you're not an immigrant, but you do feel like you're the scrawny guy or you're like the guy that never gets noticed and you're white, I think that these things would be really helpful. Anything to help boost your confidence is wonderful. And you're not going to boost your confidence by sitting on the couch complaining about how you're not getting women or you're not making friends or people don't like you or you're too nice. You're going to gain confidence by practicing something, by putting your energy and efforts towards growing yourself, enhancing yourself, being a part of something, getting out into the social world. Like for me right now, I, you know, for the past six months was heavily focused on building our home and I was in a bubble. But, and I, I was not a part of other things, but I did go to the gym and I made lots of other efforts to, to hang out with friends. Um, but it did get me down a little bit. The fact that I didn't really feel like I was working on my confidence and getting out in the real world and interacting with people. So for me now, I've been doing things to get out of my bubble now that this process is all done. And it's definitely working. It's boosting my confidence. One other thing for boosting confidence, and it's this is about my son. So it was very cute. My, my son um, is very timid. And his teacher told us this. And, you know, for me as a parent to see this, because I was that way when I was oh, younger, yeah. yep. it's it's so challenging for me. And because I do what I do. I'm like, where? how can he read my book? Yeah, read what my book program should he yeah. get? Exactly. Like, it's very challenging because I, I keep thinking that I can feel what he's feeling. And the truth is, he's really not bothered. But the other night, he, he did say to me, or actually a couple of weeks ago, he was saying, you know, nobody at school wants to play with me. And that Aww. usually is just like one day something happened. This right. is how four-year-olds work. But, um, but that really like hurt my heart. And so the next morning, when we, we, we talked that night, but the next morning um, I told him the story about me and how I gained my confidence when I was younger. And so I have my rubber band uh-huh. that I wear around my wrist. And I told him the story about this. And I said, but I, I have one for you. Do you want it? Aww. And so he said, yeah. And I said, so we'll work on this together, right? So that when you get nervous... We'll, we'll snap our, our bands um, and then we'll do something that really scares us. And he goes, okay, I can do that. And so the next day we happened to be going on to a flight and I prepped him before saying, okay, bud, I want you to go in there and say hi to the pilot and say it really oh, loudly. Oh, how and he, cute. And he starts pulling on his band. Because he was anyway. nervous, yeah. So this whole week while we were in Chicago, um, he was doing this. He was pulling on his rubber band. Plus, he was around all these older kids, and his confidence was boosted because he was doing new things and trying new things and, like, playing with new kids. So his confidence was, like, through the roof already. And so yesterday, I took him to this new preschool to try out that's closer to our house because it's a pain in the ass to drive (laughs) half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, my God. Anyway, I said, just just try this. Anyway, and I said, when we walked into class, snap your bracelet and he goes okay and he sat down I stayed there for 10 minutes then I left and I left him there for three hours and I came back and I said bud did you have fun he goes and he's like yes I had a really good time I want to go back tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that's cool and then he took off his rubber band he goes I don't need this anymore really Mm -hmm. and then he said to me he said he's like oh mom I got confidence when I was four it took (laughs) you so long to get and I was like that is amazing I honestly, it was like the be- the best feeling in the entire world that he had this. But the fact that even my thing that I used when I was 20 helped him, I thought was absolutely amazing. And for people who are listening, that's the point of the story is that there's many things that you can do to boost your confidence, but overall doing things that scare you or put you into an uncomfortable position is, are the main things that elevate you to that next level 
If you do not do anything, you are going to stay at your level or continue to go lower because you're going to continue to beat yourself up about not doing those things. So before you get too far in a hole, get a rubber band and start doing it. My kid is like already kicking your ass. He's four years old and his confidence is through the... He was a cocky asshole afterwards. (laughs) He was punching me into the doctor. He's punching me in front of the doctor. I'm like, who are you? But I love that, that he gave it back to me. So it's when you get nervous. Yeah. You have to do it, but you snap yourself yep. first, and that's your cue to do it. It's, it's for you to get out to of snap your head out of back it. into your body. Okay. Because when, you know that when you're overwhelmed and nervous, like you go on stage, you have to do things all the time that put you into an uncomfortable position. So you get all floaty in your head, and you can't think of anything. It's mm-hmm. not even like your like, mind is racing. Your mind just goes blank. Mm-hmm. So what the snapping does is it, it triggers you to get back into your body and take control over something that you can control, and you snap it, and you. I say that you just go three, two, one, go. Whatever it is that you're thinking of doing. So if you're thinking of saying something, or you're thinking of taking an action, you just do it. After. How's your wrist looking? Is a little scarred yeah, up? Look at this. Oh yeah, a forever mark. Yeah. <laughs> but now I have two of them on my wrist. I'll pass it on to my next one. Although he will definitely. Yeah, I think you, he doesn't need yeah, it. You can tell. Yeah. yeah, he's totally fine. Well, that um, is so cute. I love that story so much. How how far are we into the show? How much more time do we have? We're at forty minutes or forty three. I minutes. think we should stop here. I think we're done. That, that was, was a really lovely cool. story. It was very. Um, we don't normally go the adorable style. No, but that was pretty. Adorable. But that was adorable. Yeah, but like a good story too that actually makes sense for our show. I don't yeah. like to talk. Oh, that absolutely. Much about my children. Um, but yes. But if you guys have questions, please send them in to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Again, we're going to do more episodes like this where we do try to answer questions from our listeners so that we can actually get through some of them. We have a lot of questions that are unanswered, and I feel really bad. But hopefully, you know, these questions get answered, I mean, uh, asked over and over again, just in a different form. So hopefully, if you have submitted a question that we haven't responded to, there has been a show or something's been asked that's similar to what you've asked, and we've, we've tackled it for yeah. you. Um, but this, I... I, I like this show. I like doing shows when it's just you and I. Oh, me too. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And, yeah. and we will get this echo issue fixed. We'll figure out a way so that there isn't so much echo in the room. I think today's better. Yeah, it is Just because I have it turned down so okay. low. Perfect. Okay, I'm sweating now. In this room. I'm just so sweating. Well, because it's going to be 105 today or something. Oh. And we don't have our air conditioner on right now because we make too much noise. Anyway... Thank you guys for listening to our show. Please share this show with others. I know maybe it's embarrassing sharing this show because you're like, "Eh, I have problems with women. Maybe you do too. But just know that other people can gain so much to listening to the advice that we offer and give onto the show. Also, if you have a recommendation of somebody that you want to hear on this show, please email us at at ask at askwomenpodcast.com so that we can have more ideas for guests because I am getting tapped out. I mean, we're at what, 287 or 90 episodes? Yeah, and we don't do call-ins anymore. So it's like very hard to find good, interesting people in Los Angeles. It's hard. But if you have people and recommendations, please send them over. Um... That, do you have anything to promote? Oh, your banter book is going to come out soon. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, go- I'm planning on sending it to you tonight. Okay. It's going to be a fun 4th of July. Okay. I'm just sitting there finishing yeah. this. Um, so yeah, you can, I don't know where you can get that. You have to ask Marnie, but. It'll be in a couple of months, but it'll be up on my website. I'll announce it to people who are on my newsletter list. If you're not on my newsletter list, please go to winggirlmethod.com and sign up for it. And then I'm sure in some way, Kristen will have it available on her website as well, which is. KristenCarney.com slash datinghelp. 
<laughs> Perfect. Um, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And sometimes I usually post it earlier, but that is definitely when it will be up there. Do not eh, be in. If I'm in, if I'm in charge right now of the editing, which I am, it won't be early. I know. It's like crunch time. I'm like, get it up, you fucking idiot. Well, because my show also comes out every Thursday. Oh, it does? Yeah. So it's Ooh. crunch time for me every Thursday. Oh, seriously. Well, we'll have our editor back soon because he's getting a new computer and he will be able to properly edit. Uh, but don't be an idiot. Do not go and download into individual episodes, please go and subscribe so that you just get them automatically sent to you or delivered to you or whatever else is happening through the cloud. I don't know. Uh, But yes, you guys are awesome and wonderful and amazing. And we will see you next week. Mm